Mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast, your host, Maine, of course. I got a special guest across from me, uh, Miss Ashley Murphy. Yes, sir. Uh, I said it right? Yes, that's it. I, I joke like that sometimes. I know you said your name right. My name is so, so funny that everybody asks me, they're like, did I say your name right? No, you didn't, but it's fine. Anyway. Yeah. Um, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, we tried to, It was a long time. We tried to get up a month ago, man. We've been busy, ain't Yes, it? <laughs> we have been busy, and fortunately, we landed on a day that we could both be here, so this Definitely. is really exciting. Definitely. Oh, I'm pre- I appreciate the time, you know, you taking the time out to come on the podcast, for one. I do feel like the topic is very important and, and uh, for what we're going to talk about, but uh, before we get into anything, just uh, trying to tell the people that's watching, um, which, who are you? Like, where, where you from? Let's start there. Where you from? Where you grew up at? Like, just about you a little bit. Right on. Well, again, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to talk about what I do. Um, so my name again is Ashley. I am an herbalist here in the CSRA. I have been in North Augusta for the last three years, been in the CSRA for about the last 10 years. Um, I am a wife, I'm a mother, and I am an herbalist by trade. So I work with plant medicine. I created my business back in 2019. I started working with plant medicine from home just for my family and uh, some friends, and it quickly became a big part of my day-to-day life, and I knew that there was a market for it because prior to making plant medicine, I would buy plant medicine products. You know, I was buying CBD before I even got into making tinctures and salves at home, and so I just thought, you know, this is something that I'm spending a lot of time doing. I'm good at it. And I'm working with friends and, you know, starting to have like even strangers ask me for products. So I turned it into a business. And in 2021, we opened our doors to the public off of West Martintown Road. So uh, we have an herb store. We have about 120 herbs in stock at any given time, roots, leaves, flowers, Um, we're going to start working here soon with resins. Um, and so of course we have essential oils and all the good stuff that, uh, we'll probably talk a lot about today. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. That's my elevator pitch for you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. That's a lot. Um, herbs. Uh, so I, I, what do you think people think when they think herbs? That's a good question. What do people think? So I, I know like the field and the world that I live in, what I think when I think herbs. But if I had to think what people go straight to, I would assume they would think culinary herbs. So things like basil and oregano and um, even powders like paprika, that I think may be where people start with herbs. Mm-hmm. If people do have more of an understanding, then they probably go immediately to medicinal um, because most people do know that prior to modern medicine, herbs were all we had. Plant medicine was was what medicine was for thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, we've got documents from the Stone Age that show um, them working with honey and plants. And so, um, uh, but I think that when people think about herbs as medicine, they either... If they don't, if they don't live in that world and they don't understand what herbal medicine truly is, they either don't give it enough credit or they give it like way too much credit. No in between. There's no in between <laughs> for people. So that's what I'm here to do is help educate people and kind of give a, a, a more um, a modern approach to traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a beautiful, a beautiful. There's a gap between modern medicine and traditional herbalism, but those two things can coexist so beautifully. Um, You just have to know what you're doing and what you're working with. So, uh, and I I asked about about, about the herbs part because you said a lot of things, basil, and I I don't don't think about that when I think herbs. To me, I'm not going to lie. Well, maybe my culture, I don't know. We call it seasoning. 
Okay. I like, I don't even think. Sure. <laughs> like you said, paprika or like oregano, all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. That is seasoning it. indeed. It is seasoning. seasoning. Yes, we use herbs to season food. Got yes. you, got you. Okay, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I don't know if this would be, or I don't do this. I'm not down anybody that does do your thing. But marijuana, is, mm-hmm. is that herbs? Or is Absolutely. That, okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. You said now, medicinal. My, my first, I, well, I, I, we call it weed, but mm-hmm. it was marijuana. Uh, I thought about that, you know. I know. Um, Generally. I love that kind of medicine so generally people um do not eat cannabis so that's why we have that that kind of the differentiation between culinary herbs and then what we call wild edible herbs um each herb has a best way to work with it cannabis as i'm sure you know is great to be smoked um we do encapsulate it so i heard that yeah you have i've heard that i've heard that as well a time or two um (laughs) And it's a beautiful plant uh, for healing of all nations indeed. Um, I do encapsulate cannabis. We work with a lot of cannabis at my store. We work with um, the cannabinoids that are psychoactive. We work with the cannabinoids that are not. CBD is absolutely medicine for people. Uh, It's one of those things too that you can get a prescription for it and get it from the pharmacist uh, or you can get it over the counter. um, Which is what I think that we really want to talk about today too, which is kind of the dangers of herbal medicine being so easily accessible to the public. Right. So I guess I want to ask you, and because you said the CBD, like I said, I, I really, I know I'm around a lot of things, but I really don't, I'm not asking to be fine. I really don't know even the CBD. I've been seeing that around mm-hmm. a lot. So I know with stores that say CBD, CBD, or edibles and all that stuff. Do you, do you know anything about that? Like what that is and, and, and why, I guess, people don't have to be doctors to sell that or have to get prescription to sell that particular the the fact that you don't have to be a doctor to legally sell cbd and thc products my answer to that would most likely be because of the fact that cannabis at least hemp and we can get into those legalities later but at least hemp which is defined as less than 0.3 percent thc by dry weight that is classified like any other herb in my toolbox as an herbalist. Mm. So when I work with Meadowsweet or I work with St. John's Wort, my working with cannabis is not looked at any differently by the FDA. That is a blessing for herbalists, um, but it can also be a curse to the general consumers because that means that anybody can work with this particular herb or any herb for that matter do whatever they want with it, and then sell it under absolutely no regulation whatsoever. Mm. So you've got to know what you're buying. That's tough. That's that's after a good piece of information to know because, yeah, people can do anything at that point if mm-hmm. they want to. Um, okay, so as far as uh, the over-the-counter, uh, you know, just be, things being accessible, rather, before we get into what that means and things like that, like, what's your thoughts on that Um as far as people uh, being able to get uh, certain things, whether I don't know all the types, you got your, you know, your supplements, your, your things like that that you can just get. But uh, I think it's so many people out there that aren't herbalists, mm-hmm. right? Um, by by definition, of course, you know, they're, they're their own, I guess. But exactly. uh, you got social media that play a big part in like, I was talking the other day, rather, I said, um, I was talking to a guy on my thinking out loud I do sometimes, and <laughs> he had a theory that the Malaysian flight, from 2014, uh, it's going to pop up in 10 years, and they're going to be on a 10-year 10, 10 time warp. And I know it's crazy, right? And they're going to just get off the plane like nothing happened. Like, oh, okay, they just throw the long flight, not 10 years. Sure. 
He had nothing to back it up. Okay, he just it's just a thought he had, and I said that's a theory. It's a theory. He said it's a hypothesis, rather. I'm sorry. And I said, okay, we're not doing that today. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two, I, I I looked at it like this: is people like that for real that that really do things like that and say things like that, and they will have some kind of influence on a on a, a group of people, mm-hmm. and then those people will also then start to push that same narrative, whatever it is. So, social media it play a big part in like. Uh, people wanting to try different medicines based on one person saying, oh, this worked for me. I was tired. I took this. I lift the car up yesterday. You know, like it's, just, it's always some, yeah. some crazy wild story. <laughs> and I'm I'm just, I'm, a, I'm not a fan of it. I'm be honest with me, not me personally. I'm not a fan of it. You being in that world and you, you know, social media, uh, what, what are your, your initial thoughts when you see these, uh, I'm going to say medicinals or medicines or uh, herbs and stuff? pop up and start to get popped out of nowhere and, and, and what would be your mindset at that point? You know, we uh, we always experience living in the herbalism world. We experience different herbs getting their time to shine in the spotlight. It seems that every nine to 12 months, an herb that we're all very familiar with as herbalists suddenly becomes very popular, suddenly becomes <laughs> talked about. You're seeing, um, you know, things shared about it. Um, for instance, I had a friend, she sent me a TikTok of, um, so like a video from TikTok about the herb called rhodiola. Rhodiola is an adaptogen. It's a fantastic herb. I had known about it. I had not worked with it yet. It hadn't been added to my toolbox at work. And when she sent me that TikTok, I thought, cool, rhodiola is trending. I'm about to order some. And so that was, I was able to immediately, like every month, I kind of have a new herb of the month that Mm -hmm. I start studying and working with. Um, And so rhodiola was it for my next month. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to learn about rhodiola more and start working with it. And when I look back at the TikTok, right? So here's, here's what it boils down to. When I think about what that TikTok video was, it was like some girl looking all pretty in the mirror and just like having B-roll footage and and all of these benefits of rhodiola were coming up on the side of her. But when you watched that, you would have thought that this was the most magical potion that ever existed (laughs) that was going to just significantly improve your life in all the ways. And so, which is why my friend sent it to me and she's like, I want some rhodiola. that you have to use discretion and you have to use discernment in anything in life. But what I noticed is that a lot of times people are looking for anything that will just make them feel better. And when they get something suggested to them that is new to them and doesn't seem too off the wall like an ice bath, Mm -hmm. right? Like nobody wants to take an ice bath, but the idea of taking an herb that grows from the ground once a day that might have this really amazing effect on my life, um, they immediately are like, okay, I really want to try that. That is not inherently dangerous, especially if you start to look into the source of where this video comes from, right? But um, oftentimes, if somebody's making a TikTok about something, they've had personal experience with it. Where you want to be weary about things is, and by the way, no herb is going to magically change your life overnight. So that's that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but where I get nervous for people, especially the elderly, they get preyed on by these ads that come up on the internet. And Google's pretty good about not letting people be taken advantage of, but not every website is. And so sometimes they'll get fed these ads that say pain no more just by one bottle of this, you know, half ounce for 120 bucks, which you'll go through in a week, you know. Um, And then it doesn't do what they said it was going to do, because that's not how herbal medicine works. 
Um, but it's not that the product that they have is not legitimate, but they miseducate people. They give people false promises. It's all but false advertising at the end of the day. And the FDA actually does kind of watch us as in people in the dietary supplements field. They do watch us to make sure we're not using language that they advise against, such as pain and anxiety. And, um, yeah. but, but companies do it. And my personal opinion is if the company that you are thinking about buying from is using a lot of those buzzwords, I would steer clear of them because they clearly have no uh, concern for the law. Uh, and then also they're probably just preying, sadly, on people who want some relief, you know, without educating. Can we talk about that for a second? Like yeah. uh, you used to mention uh, buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we can we name a few and like and, and, and kind of tell us what that what that means what that means when they say that and what how the consumer might take it. Sure. Um, you know, some of the most popular words that you'll see on, uh, you know, on packaging, maybe organic or all natural. And the sad thing about that is our country is quite lenient on what you have to do to earn titles like that. Um, I was actually talking to somebody the other day that in another country, in order to be pest or order to be organic, you have to be pesticide free. That land, that soil has to be pesticide free for at least 60 years. That's a long time here in America that is only a six year rule. So Mm. if I, you know, spray my, like at my home, like we have a garden and if I were to spray it with pesticides, I, you know, really theoretically shouldn't use it for several years. The United States says, hey, six years is enough. And then other countries, you know, 60 years. So chemicals are obviously very, very toxic. And we don't want to be eating those foods or using those plant medicine that those chemicals have gotten into. Um, So when you see things like organic, Does it mean that this crop was sprayed without any pesticides? Sure. But how long ago did that soil have Mm. those? And that soil is part of an ecosystem that is constantly regrowing and regenerating in itself. And so um, you've got to take all of those label words, you know, with a grain of salt. You know, same thing with all natural. Well, something can be all natural, but it can contain herbs that will literally kill you at the wrong dose. I, I don't work with any of those plants, but I have those plants in my toolbox so that I know what they look like. I know, you know, what they smell like. If I ever come across them in the wild, I'm going to know to steer clear. Um, but you, you the, the buzzwords and the, like, you know, proprietary blend all that means. I'm not gonna lie, that word sounds amazing. What Doesn't is that? that? What does that See, mean? See, proprietary blend, you're like, I love it. It's kind of attractive. It's attractive yeah. word. Listen, I've used it before. It. I'm gonna be honest. I've used it in my <laughs> products. And all it means is it's my own recipe. That's what proprietary oh, blend means. Okay. That means that we've thrown a bunch of stuff, like we, as in either at a Beacon Naturals or whomever uses that on their label. It just means that they threw a bunch of great ingredients together. They formulated a recipe and no one else knows about it. It's their secret recipe. Proprietary blend. Proprietary blend. It sounds gotcha. lovely. And it's not, yeah, it's not wrong, but like, just don't get caught up on stuff like that. You know, really look at the ingredients and keep in mind that a lot of times, even, even companies with the best intentions, they use a lot of fillers and and preservatives in their products because they have to, because they mass produce. Um, So we don't work with anything like that. And maybe there's a small fraction of our products that have some like non-GMO type preservatives in them due to the nature of them. Um, But generally with our capsules and things like that, we're not going to pump them full of extra stuff so that they'll stay good for a long time on the shelf. We don't need to do that. I don't ship them out to other stores. I make maybe a thousand capsules at a time and they sell within the next three to four weeks. And then I crank out a thousand more. And these other companies, I mean, they're cranking out tens of thousands, if not probably millions, depending on the size of their business. They are shipping them all over 
to little gas stations sometimes where they'll sit for two years, you know. And so they have mm. to put a bunch of stuff in them to keep them good on the shelf. Whereas small businesses, we don't have to do stuff like that, you know. Hey, I didn't think about that because mm-hmm. stuff could be at a gas station for a long time. Oh, yeah. A very yeah. long time. Yeah. And you're still selling this all natural or this, mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. it's probably not even that no more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could well, be bad now, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't it know. It absolutely degrades over time. Mm-hmm. So that's why they put these added ingredients in there. Oh, and wow. also, when you work with these added ingredients, you get less of that original herb. You know what I mean? So if I we work with size double zero capsules, which doesn't have to mean much to anybody, but in those capsules, you're getting 100% herb from us. Mm-hmm. In other brands, you're going to get 75% herb, and the other 25% is going to be a stabilizer for that herb. I'm not comparing it to, but you know, I don't know if you'll watch like uh, some of the drug movies. You know, I feel yeah. like you're not not saying this, this, but like your y'all stuff is pure. Oh, yeah, the others pure. are stepped on. Very it seems like sure, that's, that's exactly. it's like that yeah. verbiage for me. <laughs> I love it. That's helpful. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, I want to read this myth, and you tell me. Uh, oh, I messed it. I said myth. It says a daily dose of vitamin C supplement will prevent the onset of the common cold. Do I have to say true or false to that? I will say true. If I had to say true or false, I'm going to go with true. And here's why. Our bodies, we have a perfect, um, I want to think like God's perfect will for us, but it is, to be fully um, nurtured, right? So for us to always feel our best, our body wants to be in a state of homeostasis. That requires a particular amount of all types of vitamins and minerals every day for us. Mm -hmm. The standard American diet leaves a lot to be desired in your average standard American's body, okay? So that's why things like supplements exist. Indeed, if we are taking a vitamin C supplement, a pure uncut supplement, which is important to think about, then yes, our immune systems are 100% going to show scientifically that they are in better shape, that our T cells are in better shape, that everything's working more effectively because we have that higher dose of vitamin C than our neighbor or you know whoever doesn't. But it does matter where you get the vitamin C yeah, from. Yeah, it really does. Because if you go to the gas station, it might be from three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's degraded over time, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, w- can they come? Can that, is that something somebody can come buy from you? Is that yeah, something absolutely. you say? Oh, yeah. And where, where, I want to plug where you at, right? Sure. Where, where, you, where, where you selling at? What's the name of the store and stuff like that? So, Abeka Naturals is the name of our store. Uh, it's A B E C A. Abeka Naturals. That's not a real word. Um, I was saying A B C D. So I'm nice. Glad. I really like that. That was crazy. We should. Um, but, anyways, it's my kids, all their letters from their names just put together because I was so, uh, yeah, I was okay. so passionate and excited about starting it's an dope. herbal medicine business that I'm like, I don't care what it's called. There's my three favorite people. I'm just going to throw their names in it. And Abiga was born. So, um, we have Abiga Naturals. We're an herb store. So we have all of those loose leaf things. Um, but we make products with it. Now, vitamin C, we don't make that. Okay. Um, I, I also have retail products. Clearly I don't just sell things that I make probably 60% of our inventory is things we make in-house and the other 40% is things that we buy from, you know, major brands like Source Naturals. Um, we have a lot of local businesses as well. Natural Max Health, she's out of Grovetown. Her name is Sakina. She's a wonderful herbalist. Um, but vitamin C is something that is naturally desi- derived from citrus. Um, so I don't do that. That's not my gotcha. wheelhouse. I just, I work with plants. Um, but yeah, so we have vitamin C pure ascorbic acid powder <laughs> that you would like mix into a drink. Is there anything that uh, you feel like, whether it's social media, whether it's like a, a myth, whether it's just some common, uh, uh, whether it's sayings or, or things you heard that people feel about, how people feel or think about certain herbs and it's just not true? 
Yes. I mean, even if not just to say the general idea that herbs don't work as medicine. I mean, that's just so false. When people laugh at the idea of herbal medicine, I just really kind of chalk it up to ignorance and move about my day. I don't think anybody would say that if they Nobody would doubt herbal medicine if they just took two minutes to Google studies on herbal medicine. I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone doubts herbal medicine, that's just, wow, we're going to have a... <laughs> but um, I think that a lot of times people stay away from herbal medicine, truthfully, because it's not quick enough for them. Herbal medicine, herbalism is a lifestyle. You don't get to wake up every day and treat your body like literal garbage and then call me and say, I have a UTI. I need something that's going to fix this right away. I indeed have things at my store that are going to help with the pain, that are going to help even break up maybe some kidney stones if you're dealing with that. But what we do as herbalists is educate people on holistic health, and that's mind, body, and soul. Mm. Very few people, by the way, do treat their bodies like literal garbage every day and then call me. And it's because they call their doctor and they go get a quick fix of a pill. And that becomes almost its own addiction because Mm. we live in such a fast-paced society where nobody wants to undo the damage that they've done. For many years, people have been eating, you know, poor quality foods and not moving their body. You know, we have as a society moved from men who used to work outdoors all day to men who sit at computers all day, you know. And so we just as a society are sicker than ever. And you can't undo that with an herb on my shelf. Mm. It is an it's, it's a complete lifestyle change. And so I tell people the way that I can best serve you is not when you're sick. It's when you're young and well. Start coming to see me. Start to have your kids start coming to see me when they come out the womb. We're going to get them on a really good probiotic and then we're going to send them next door to the chiropractor and get them adjusted at 24 hours old. You know, Um, there's a market for holistic health and it's not just herbalism. You know, um, the numbers right now on average each year, uh, we here in America spend about 35 to 45 billion dollars on alternative medicine. It's a lot of money. There's quite the market for it. And about five to 10 billion of that is spent on herbal medicine alone. Mm. Preventative wellness. The people spending that money are people who want to take care of themselves now and walk a, walk a really beautiful journey of herbal medicine so that by the time they're 60 and 70, they're not broken and on 25 different pharmaceuticals. The average client who comes to see me who is over the age of 45 is on at least five medicines every single day. And that's a low number. Five is a pretty low number for how many meds the average American is on just halfway through their life. It's sad. Are you vegan? No, I'm not vegan. Okay, just to get that out of the way. I don't know if that's the no. question. Not vegan. Good job. I love meats. I, I will tell you, there is a lot of benefit in being a vegan. Um, I I know that meat was absolutely put here to feed us. Um, but if you can do it right, if you have the time to prepare all of your meals, um, I think veganism is a beautiful thing. Vegan might be a lifestyle too. Vegan like is a lifestyle. Vegan, that take time, like you said, with the herbs yep. and it take yep. time. It's being intentional about I, what you're putting in your body. I just me, I just don't like food. It's like cardboard boxes. Yeah. I just don't like. Have it. you ever been to Slutty Vegan? In nah, Atlanta, uh-uh. well, I've heard about. Have you have you ever heard about it? I heard about it. Yeah, I yeah, I've never been there either. But um, I've I've seen their burgers, and I watched one video of the girl making the burger, and it looked fire. I'm sure it's good, <laughs> um, but I don't have time for that. I don't yeah, me either. I like Popeyes. I'm with you. I love Popeyes. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely. I love a good I'm, gas station burger, and ooh. it's funny because as an herbalist, it makes people's <laughs> eyes like get real big. Hey, it's funny you would say, yeah. hey, "Look, don't get your herbs from the gas station, but you can get a burger from there." Get a burger from there. It's fresh cooked and it's hot. 
<laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So on on the on with the talk of herbs, you mentioned uh, you know uh, having herbs uh, or having herbs that can help with. Uh, Certain things, pains, yeah. or whatever, things you're going through. Like uh, you said, UTI. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a woman thing, right? Or is that a man thing? I don't Men know. can get UTIs. They're more gotcha. common in women, but yeah. Gotcha. I heard that same before. I always hear through women, so yeah. I just think it's something yeah. I got to deal with. Sure. Cool. So everybody can get it. <laughs> All right. Um. So, but there are herbs and things that can help with pain. Um, Absolutely. Mom, is that? I'm not trying to keep going back to. It. Is that? The marijuana? No. Is the, okay. But yeah, sure. Marijuana absolutely helps with pain. Um, we and have, vision, I heard. Is that, is that not true? No, it's like a... Um, it's a, it's a, it's a you a might be thinking, I know that glaucoma patients yeah, work glaucoma. with marijuana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not super familiar with that like detailed case report, but gotcha, yes, I've gotcha. heard of it as well. Um, but marijuana, so we have an endocannabinoid system. Our body is literally filled with a bunch of receptors that bind to the cannabinoids found in, in THC and CBD. So... so Cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Cannabinoids. You want me to spell it? It's yeah. Long. Okay. C a n n a b i n o i d s. Cannabinoids. And I think some people call them cannabinoids. It's one of those things. Like especially in herbalism, you will hear the the names of compounds and the names of plants like change by the herbalist. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, no, man, like we work with white willow bark, which basically contains an acid in it that is the same thing that they extracted and put into making aspirin. So aspirin is salicylic acid, and our bodies create that based on one of the compounds inside of white willow bark. So we work with that in our inflammation, you know, tincture, Mm -hmm. um, which I'd love to call it our pain tincture, but I'm just not supposed to do that, so I don't. You make your own aspirin? We don't make our own aspirin, okay. but we work with white willow bark, which is the plant that aspirin comes from. Gotcha, yes. Gotcha. Isn't that cool? It's like a remix. You just It's like a remix. Okay. Yes. I love remixes. <laughs> yeah. take that, Aspirin's take the remix. There what we make is the oh, OG. Oh, you got an original. Yes. got an OG? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's important to know. Shot with you. Get your OG aspirin. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, and not just pain relief, but like, um, we know that saw palmetto, if you want to talk about, you know, certain things for men and women, we know that saw palmetto helps to treat enlarged prostates in men. I mean, that is something that is commonly recommended for men with enlarged prostates. We know that St. John's wort helps with depression. It is uh, prescribed in other countries that that really actually uh, recognize herbal medicine because the United States doesn't. That's why it's unregulated. That's why mm. anybody can do what I do. Uh, not to cut you off, but the depression. So mm. w- what's some things you said they could use for that? St. John's wort. St. John's wort. St. John. So think St. John wort, W-O-R-T. Um, that's a that's a, that's an herb? It's an herb. It's a plant. And we could get you, into You don't the, smoke that, though. You don't smoke St. John's wort. Okay. You just smell People it. might. I don't. And no, most people don't. But okay. you take that either as a so, capsule or I recommend it as a tincture. Okay. Fresh plant if you want to get really exact. but A tincture. A, a tincture. It's a plant. A, pink, a tincture is a type of preparation of a plant. Okay. I am loving this. This is I, so I, I, fun <laughs> talking about like, because sometimes I underestimate, because I live in the world of herbalism, I underestimate that when I just talk about things, yeah. people are like, I'm not following. And I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, but I want to know. Right? Yeah. And then I, I, yeah, I think I'm, th- I'm, I'm doing this for the viewer as well. Sure. So they're watching it like, yeah. okay, what's the tincture? Yes. So a tincture is, uh, you said a, a. It's a liquid extract. Okay. From, okay. A, from a plant. Yes. So we take the plant matter and we pour a salt over it and we work with things like alcohol or vinegar a little bit of water sometimes um glycerin is something we work with but we pour this solvent over the plant matter 
and it infuses for however long, at least a month. I mean, at least a month, okay? You use time to prepare this real rich medicine and you shake it often. And then when you strain it, you are given all of the medicinal benefits in this liquid extract, and then you discard or compost the fibrous material from the plant. So all of that plant's left over and we compost it. Um, but you're left with this liquid extract, this dark, herby, stinky, potent medicinal substance. Oh, wow. You are getting good to the stinky part. Oh, Yo, yeah. No, tinctures are not delicious. They're oh, not. Oh, no. It yeah. sounded like a delicious thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know yeah, tinctures, um, not all herbs are tasty. Sometimes I work with berries and rose hips, and that adds some sweetness to it. But primarily, I rarely ever formulate for uh, flavor. I formulate mm. just for medicinal value. Mm-hmm. Some okay. herbalists, per like like Sakina I was telling you about in Grovetown, she's great. All of her products are super effective and super tasty. I love her products, but mine yeah. are primarily just yeah, dip. both in the same field, exact same. Field. And y'all, y'all have y'all have a great relationship. Absolutely, we don't do the com- competition thing. That's, I, that's yeah, amazing. I like that. We like to not play that game in the herbalism field because we're all here to help. We're all here to help mm. our community, and everybody needs a good herbalist. Every community needs an herbalist. So. Grovetown's got Sakina. North Augusta's got me. Um, there's an herbalist in Martinez, Peaceful Warrior Apothecary. Um, Aiken's got Haley Manis. And then, of course, there's tons of other herbalists. But these are some that I know about. I knew a um, bunch of them growing up. Did you really? No, That's awesome. Just, oh, you did. They sold marijuana. <laughs> Those kind of herbalists. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let me start the camera over. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, yeah, so... All right, so you said uh, you can use the Saint Saint John's Wort for mm-hmm. uh, for depression, depression, but that's a that's you gotta uh, tincture that, and that's and you don't even have to tincture that. There are Saint John's Wort capsules, so that's another way to prepare herbal medicine: is that you dry the plant, powder the plant, and then put it in little capsules. So Pills. I know I know you said it, it it helps with depression, but like, is there any? Thing saying like how we know it, it like like what do we know how it but besides straight up anecdotal studies so clinical studies okay. done on patients who suffer greatly the same way that they would do studies on um you know chemical compounds when they run these trials they run them for safety for effectiveness and all that gotcha, gotcha. Um, because saint john's wort is so potent so popular it literally is almost as powerful as a synthetic antidepressant saint john's wort is a boss and there are just multiple studies done that it's, I think, four times more powerful than a placebo. I mean, significantly more powerful than a placebo. And I work with it all the a time. Placebo. Mm-hmm. You know what a placebo is? I feel like I heard that term. So before. placebo is when you're talking about clinical studies, when they give people things to take, they have to have two groups. They've got to have another group that takes a pill that they don't know. They think mm. it's the drug. You know what I mean? So that's how you can determine if something works or not. Okay. Yeah. Like a science project. It's like a science project. You have to have like, what do you call that? Variable? Or yeah. Yeah. Science has yes, never been my yes. strong point, which is the funny. Two variables, uh, yeah. The, yes. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I forgot the term, but I knew yeah, what I'm talking about. I, I never got it right, but I knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, same. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and then with uh, so that that helps it. So with pain, how do you determine? It doesn't matter where the pain is at, what kind of pain it is that you you would determine what herbs you. Yes. Is the term prescribe prescribe or would it be? Ooh, so we sell? Yep. Yeah, no, recommend is recommend. the word that I recommend. like to use gotcha. um, to keep it, you know, cool. Um, definitely can't say prescribe. They'll take my job. Um, and I don't even sell. I don't, I tell people like, 
you don't have to buy from me. I, you know, if, hopefully you have a neighbor with some cleavers growing in their yard that you can just go get. That's my goal is to empower people enough, you know. Um, but how do they work within the body? And like, where does it matter where that pain is localized? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. We have some herbs that affect the entire body, such as adaptogens, um, which was kind of the whole adaptogens. Adaptogens. Can you can you, can you uh, tell me what that means? Yes. So adaptogens are a class of herbs that are non-specific to the, their actions on your body they have a resistance to stress. So if my body is under, whether it's internal or external stress, if I'm dealing with sadness or um, grief, or if I'm dealing with a broken ankle, adaptogens do not just um, do not just address my central nervous system, which is you know responsible for pain. They don't just address my joint tissue and help it with inflammation. They literally address my entire body, bone marrow to bone, to toes and say, Mm. what part of her body is hurting right now? Does it need to go up or down or left or right? And the beautiful thing about adaptogens is that they are, um, amphoteric is the word that we use, that they will push your body to go back to where it is supposed to be internally, chemically speaking, okay? And in a nonspecific manner. So if I have high blood pressure, an adaptogen is gonna bring my blood pressure down. If um, If I have a high heart rate, I'm nervous about something, an adaptogen is gonna slow it down. But also, Alternatively, if I have low blood pressure, it's going to bring it up for me. Adaptogens are beautiful. There's only about 12 well-studied adaptogens um, that are recognized in the pharmacopoeia. And even the FDA has really started um, giving... You know, I don't think they would ever do it like loudly and proudly, but FDA sometimes will hint to the idea that adaptogens are good, you know, good medicine. Why not? Too. Why, 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 what's, like, what's, what's the negative connotation with all this that the FDA... Well, the don't F- want to say it out loud. Uh, because we would put them out of business. I mean, mm. as herbalists, like the truth of the matter, and I will die on this hill, is that if everybody took in herbs on a regular basis for their entire life, they wouldn't need easily 80% of the pharmaceuticals that are sold in this country every day. That is the truth of the matter. And so if we started telling everybody and if the FDA put approval on plant medicine and said this works, it's effective and you can get it in your backyard, the big pharma companies would die mm, out, okay. you know. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just, it just they're just being American. So it, yeah. it, I got you. Yeah. I got you. No, no wrong with that. You know, yeah. you got to gotta have that pride. Um, yeah, just who we are <laughs> as a nation. Hey, what can we do, man? Put your hand <laughs> in your hand. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. So adaptogens. Uh, is there are certain types that mm-hmm. you can talk about now because you know about it. like what's the top three or sure. adaptogens? Oh, hold on, so let me ask you a question. Okay. Is, is, is ashwagandha adaptogen? Is that an adaptogen? It is an adaptogen. So that is that why they were talking about it so much? Because yes. they just feel like whatever mm-hmm. you take it in, I guess if you uh, got two left feet, you have one right foot, one left foot. Yeah, exactly. Um, gotcha. And that's what I was telling you about the rhodiola. Same idea. When my friend saw the TikTok, that's an adaptogen too? that is an adaptogen too. Um, I don't know. Rhodiola sounds a little better than, than ashwagandha. Oh, so. uh, it's funny you say that because it's about five times the price of ashwagandha too. Yeah. Ah, so it's, ashwagandha is like. A- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never say that about ashwagandha. I love ashwagandha so much. Um, That's funny. But you know, since we're like you know comparing and stuff, um, ashwagandha. I was gonna say great value, but yeah. Great value. That's better. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's, funny. That's your you. great value. <laughs> Oh boy. So, um, but I love ashwagandha. I work with it regularly. Um, and like right now I am on a nice blend of Shisandra and Rhodiola. Shisandra berries are another adaptogen. 
Um, of the 12 that we, we know for sure are adaptogens, there are several others that scientists have said, hey, these probably will be, but we need more studies. Um, top three. Ooh, that is so tough. Because I don't think I have a top three type of clientele. You know, mm. yes, I do. But what's funny is... Okay, I'll just say this. I like to work with ginsengs for the elderly. The ginsengs. Elder, so think Asian ginseng, oh, American yeah. ginseng, Korean ginseng, Panax ginseng. All of the ginsengs are fantastic for the elderly. And all of the ginsengs are adaptogens. Um, I work with um, rhodiola and a, and a lot of different types of people. Ashwagandha I work with primarily in people who have hormonal imbalances, a lot of PCOS people. Um, and it's very relaxing. So people with really bad anxiety do well on ashwagandha, whereas rhodiola is a lot better for people who need more stimulation in their life, yeah, feel yeah. a lot of fatigue all the time. Uh, is, is, uh, is herbs or anything, does that have anything, is, that any, is there any correlation to people who like burn sage at all? No, it's not. So I'm so glad you asked this question. I sure. feel like under that status, a lot of sage burners sure. that was like, I've been using this since 1991. Stop playing with me. Now. Um, Calm down. So I work with sage as, um, I, as a hormone help with people in menopause. Um, you can also work with sage um, for children a little bit, but there are some people that, don't just work with plants for their medicinal value. They work with plants as a spiritual yeah, got you. value. Got you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's ironic because I actually came to faith last year and uh, devoted my life to Jesus. And before I did that, I still never dabbled in witchcraft. I was never into witchcraft. I've always, my as an herbalist, I have always only stuck to the scientific value of plants. So the phytochemistry, man, like the compounds deep within those plants and how those affect the body and mm -hmm. how that compound tells your saliva to trigger an action in your digestive system. Like that, that's what I do. But a lot of herbalists who do what I do generally do dabble in the witchcraft side of things too. And then you get into like stones and for me, it's just never interested me. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And now more than ever, I have no desire to ever, I don't need to light a plant on fire to clean my house. Jesus Christ <laughs> rules my wrist. <laughs> that's funny. Mm -hmm. And like I said, to each his own, if that's something you want to do with it, by all means, oh, yeah, it, sure. make you happy. You know? uh, I just, I just, I just, you mentioned like sometimes uh, people will get a, a pill mm -hmm. and, and, then they start to rely on that pill. So it kind of, in the long run, it kind of hurts them more than it helps them because now you're reliant on that pill. And I think sometimes people use like anything that social media, once again, is saying, hey, do this, it's going to bring you peace. Do this, it's going to bring you cleanse. Do this, it's going to, and now you find yourself, you're doing herbs, you're doing sage, you're doing this, you're doing everything that, and, and some of these things are done for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, um, I was talking to somebody who I work with, I might, I might, have, I might have on the podcast, but I'm going to do it audio only because I don't want her to be on camera per se. I think she she practices witchcraft, whatever. Yeah, cool. I'm not against anybody. Dude. Me, I mean, hey, everybody has what they I like to they learn worship. things, though. Yeah, sure. And as she was talking, my, this is a five-minute conversation, and she was talking, she brought up stage. I said, hold up. I know people that do stage, they ain't witches, though. She said, oh, well, that's a witchcraft yeah. thing. I said, oh, oh I didn't know witchcraft. that. Oh, that's a witchcraft. Oh, it's a witchcraft thing. stuff I don't even know. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. I just... It just it's stuff just fall on my desk. I don't be knowing this stuff yeah, sometimes, sure. but I like to learn, you know. Yeah. So uh, I thought that that's 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 funny that you say that, but mm -hmm. but I want to bring up the 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 ashwagandha because I know that was like a, a topic. 
was that something that did you notice that in, like a month or two ago? Because they stopped talking about it now, but about a month or two ago, it just got real popular. Oh yeah, for, for whatever Ashwagandha. reason. Mm-hmm. Was it a famous TikTok I missed or something? Because I know you said rhodiola. Yeah, so. I don't know. Um, I do remember when ashwagandha got popular, and when it got popular, it was already part of my arsenal. So people just started calling me, and they were like, "Hey, do you carry ashwagandha?" And I was like, "I don't know where this influx of calls is coming from, but I'll take it." One so, day you just got thirty calls. Hey, exactly. Ashwagandha. ashwagandha is probably our top selling extract for wow. sure, mm-hmm. and not just because people call for it, but because I also work with it, period, as, mm-hmm. as an herbalist. But what I do too is I would be doing my visitors and customers a disservice if every time someone called and said, do you have ashwagandha in stock? I just said yes and then sold it to them. When somebody comes in and they tell me what they're looking for, we start a conversation. We start mm-hmm. talking about what Talk about really it. brought you in today, you know? And it's not because you saw an ashwagandha ad. It's because you've been suffering and then you saw an ashwagandha ad. So let's go back to the fact that you're suffering because as an herbalist I'm able to help you find the right herbal friend to work with you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a single herb and sometimes it's a blend of herbs I try to maintain a less is more approach with my ingredients list but some of my clients are really complex situations and so they require very complex blends and those are fun and beautiful too you know uh so I know we spoke about a little bit uh I don't have a problem with people the ashwagandha thing going getting popular. I just remember, like, not never seeing that word and then just seeing that word a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's been around a long time. So, like, oh yeah, like, been around for a long time. Is that something that a can can everybody just take that, or is it something like do you need to know certain things about a person? Like, is or or it, it is it doesn't matter what other medicines you're taking. Yes. Like your day to day. Like, could you be on something else that could affect you? That could affect that or that. Ashwagandha could affect what you're taking or vice versa. Is that a thing too? That is absolutely a thing. Um, My hopes as an herbalist is that no uh, herb that is contraindicated for something ever becomes super popular because that would really make me nervous. Um, Ashwagandha is contraindicated for like two very obscure situations and medications. I have never had a client present with any of those situations. I have never known, and I work with a lot of people, I have never known ashwagandha to be contraindicated for anyone that I've worked with. So there are people out there that can't take it, but they probably already know that. Um, And I say that because, for instance, I have a very dear friend who has cancer. Praise God, she's in remission. But when she was actively going through her treatments, her doctors told her long before she even asked me if, you know, I had anything that could help, don't take any herbal supplements. Like they told her, don't take anything along the meds that she was on, the treatment program that she was on, because like pretty much every herb was contraindicated for it Mm -hmm. was what their point was. Um, As an herbalist, I kind of um, politely disagreed with them, but I respected her choice. She stopped taking elderberry. She stopped taking kind of everything at that time. Um, And she's doing really well right now. And I'm really happy about that. But you know, if you, ashwagandha is one of those that generally everybody can take for the most part. Um, but like St. John's wort, right, for the depression. That is one that is contraindicated for certain pharmaceuticals. If you're on birth control, it's going to make them all but ineffective at the right dose. People need to know that. You yeah, know I, I mean? hope so. That's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. People Imagine need that. to know that. People yeah, need to crazy. know. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that if you're about to have surgery, you've got to get off of things like ginger. You've got to get off of things like garlic if you're taking it in therapeutic doses because those things thin your blood. We don't want that when you're under the knife, you know? St. John's wort, is that an uh, adaptogen? It is not an adaptogen. Okay. Um, no, it's too specific on the brain to be okay. an adaptogen. 
and the nervous system. But that's something. I guess that's something somebody can just go buy. I yeah, can, you I can buy it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And if buy you, it from you though, right? Yep. Oh where, yeah, you where, can buy where it. Where you at? Me. Tell your shop. Where your shop at again? North Augusta, West Martintown Road, five hundred three West Martintown Road. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that in real quick. And just stay watching. Just you know. Yeah, right on. Head on down there. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's that's not adaptogen. And before you leave our store, if you have St. John's wort in your hand, there's only two of us that work there. So we were going to have told like you when you leave our store, whatever you have, you've been counseled on, if you will. You know how like pharmacists, mm-hmm. when you buy medicine, they're like, pull aside, I'm gonna tell you some things about it. Like that's just part of our checkout process. We're not gotcha. just gonna now some people come in and they're kind of like nervous and they're kind of standoffish, especially if they're buying like legal pot. They're like, oh, this is so weird and sketchy. And I'm like, we don't do sketchy things here. But um, some people don't want to be bothered. And I respect that. I, I I make it very clear that I'm here to answer questions and I tell them what I know that they need to know. Um, but sometimes they want to be in and out. And so we don't, you know, get to have super lengthy conversations. But for the most part, Nobody leaves a stranger. You know what I mean? They, they're I, friends. I know it's going to be like a, a, a silly question, but legal pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You said a lot of good words. That just didn't sound like a, it didn't sound like the it's sexiest so things of, of all sexiness. Oh, but I tell you what, uh, a lot of people don't realize. Do you, yeah. Have you heard of Delta 8? Uh, Delta of, 8 Delta is. Side Delta. Delta 8 has become every soccer mom's dream. Soccer moms. Yeah, they don't have to go meet up with some strange person anymore to get some pot. They can literally just buy edibles from the local herb Mm. store. Um, Delta 8 is a psychoactive cannabinoid that comes from cannabis, just like marijuana. Marijuana is defined as Delta 9 THC, um, and that is federally prohibited and definitely illegal in the state of South Carolina. But a couple of years ago, hemp farmers got together with some very brilliant chemists and they were able to isolate other psychoactive compounds from pot. And now those things are legal and sold on the shelves in every state in America. So I'm one of those shelves. Now, I don't cater to like stoners. You know, I don't sell stuff to people who come in looking to get high. I will sell it to them. That's fine. But like my clientele (laughs) are looked at almost as patients. They're not my patients. I'm not allowed to use that word. But they are little elderly people. Yeah. You care about them. I care about That's them what it is. so I got you. much. I got you. And we work with THC as medicine every day. And we, I, you know, I get people off of antidepressants every day with things like mood enhancing chocolate bars and a good old dose of St. John's wort. You know, um, I care deeply about our clientele. And so we do work with cannabis, mm-hmm. totally legal THC, psychoactive, and will make you sleep like a baby. Yeah, if really you can't good. sleep, they can come out. They can come. They can come get some. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Like your quality of sleep. We have a tincture. Well, it's an oil. Um, I don't want to confuse you. It's a liquid extract. It's called Sleep Well, and it's got just enough legal THC it? in it. You don't smoke it. Okay. You take it in your mouth. We sell Delta Eight flower that you can smoke. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sell very well because again, our general clientele is not like. So if you don't smoke it, how how does you take it? I mean, I'm, I'm at me lost. Like, how yeah. else do you take it so, if you don't smoke it? The people that are way like smarter than I am and people who have a lot of really cool equipment, they're able to squeeze this real sticky resin out of the plant, right? Mm -hmm. That is high in that Delta 8 compound. And then that's where I start with it. I receive that sticky, what we call distillate oil. And then I put that into a carrier that makes it more palatable and easier to work with. And it really is just an oil that you put right into your mouth. Drink it down. You can cook with it if you want. I mean, you do all You can of cook stuff. it and fall asleep. Like you can put it in your steak or whatever. You sure. Want. Yeah. Yes, you absolutely yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have we have honey. We have Delta Eight honey that you can put on your toast. 
And then some people give it to their dogs, so that's actually quite new. CBD, we've been working with CBD and pets for eons, right? But THC in pets is becoming increasingly popular. And that was kind of a treat to find out because a friend of mine one time, her dog got a hold of her gummies and the poor dog freaked out, man. Like she sent me a video of her dog and he was like sitting on her bed just shaking and she was all upset about it. And so we're both feverishly Googling like, can a dog die from too much THC? And the dog was fine. The dog's still fine to this day. She's sweet. Um, But I have started hearing from my customers that they're giving their dogs like dabs of honey and it's totally chilling the dogs out and then my dog got into some the other day on accident I like was like taking a dose and then I accidentally got it on the floor and Daisy went and licked it up and I was like okay cool so this is gonna be a fun experiment like I knew how much roughly milligrams was in that Um, and she was totally fine and so it's showing that at the right dose it can be very beneficial for high strung dogs you know who have like separation anxiety and stuff like that and vets are more and more recommending it these days too isn't that cool I like that sounds that sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I I was gonna ask you, uh, you know, we kind of talked about a lot, but uh, as it as it pertains pertains to herbs, uh, there are people who are just anti doctor, they're anti hospital, they're anti health insurance, they're anti all of that stuff, right? Um, and I think I, w- I would I would assume at that point that's they turn to you guys, but from what I hear and and. Uh, our culture, my culture rather, uh, a big person they talk about is Dr. CB. I don't know if mm-hmm. you, I'm pretty oh, sure you yeah. know who he is. I mean, of course, right? Um, and I guess the thing is, you know, there are a lot of things that you can, that herbs have or that they they possess or you can get from herbs that really you would find out that the hospitals or the the the, the healthcare or whatever, not that they're not doing their job, but it really is like a, it's like a, um, it's inflation. A lot of things, the you paint a lot more, mm. but in the long run, the herbs are probably just more. Not, I'm not trying to use buzzwords, but it's more natural. More natural. Well, they are, and they have way less side effects. We don't call things that happen to your body with herbs side effects. We call them like bonuses. You know, mm. um, when you're taking these pills that have this quick fix value, it goes without saying that it's kind of like whack a mole, right? So it's like every time you treat something with a pharmaceutical, you're gonna whack that down, and something else is gonna pop up without Ooh. a doubt because of these pharmaceuticals. The side effects are bad. So then the doctors just give you another pill. And what they forget is that there was something that caused that initial problem. A lot of times people, especially under chronic amounts of stress, who don't deal with it, you know, through therapy or spirituality or whatever it may be, they have chronic IBS. Like their stomachs are tore up all the time. And so doctors are like, okay, cool, here's a pill for it. Instead of encouraging them to deal with the stress or the grief or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And that kind of starts dabbling in like, Chinese medicine that equates every organ to an emotion. And like, if you are not dealing with particular emotions, it will affect certain organs, which I think is a really beautiful style of medicine. I'm not super educated in it. Um, But I do know that if you're not taking good care of your mind and your soul, your body will show it like without a doubt. And again, that's what I see in a lot of my clients. I see people that harbor onto anger and people who have lost loved ones and never dealt with the with the grief yet. And they're just very sick. And I, I encourage people with the help of plants, you need to get well holistically. You need to look at your life and say, I need to take care of my mind better, my body better. Um, you know, 
people who sit and watch the news all day, they have significantly higher amounts of depression in those households. It goes without saying, you know, you are what you think, you are what you eat. News is a sad place. It is a very sad place to be. And I think that it's important to know what's going on in the world, but I think that it's more important to have a healthy amount of um, what you're feeding into your brain. So if you are being up to date with what's going on in the world, are you spending half your time learning about it and then the other half of your time talking about it? Because where, at which point of your day does something positive fit in? You know, are you spending time with people that feed you good things? Are you watching TV that feeds you good things? Which my thing is turn the TV off TV. Really? There's no point. There's absolutely no point uh, of of a television besides like background noise, you know, not, not, not in today's society. You not know, in today's you, you society. You can buy your phone, your, your laptop, yeah. everything. Um, right yeah. And I just, I think that we as a society have gotten away from what truly matters in life, which is human connection. Um, if we would focus, I just did a, it. yeah, I, if I just, um, I just did a speech recently at a middle school and I was just encouraging these kids to make sure that they have a good circle of friends in their life because isolation is dangerous. And, and we are, we were designed to be part of a community. I mean, we, the top 10 like scientific facts about people who have a strong sense of connection and those who don't goes from better financial situations, you know, to better health overall. They're less likely to get sick. Uh, so many benefits in being part of a connected community. Um, and, and I say all that to just go back to the idea that herbalism is a part of a lifestyle mm-hmm. of taking good care of yourself. You can take an adaptogen all day long, right? But if you are constantly angry, if you never go outside and get sunshine, if all you do is sit in your basement and watch the news, that ad- that adaptogen, is it doing something for your body? Yeah. But is it swimming uphill? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle. You got to take care of yourself. You can't just depend on a medicine. You have to take care of yourself to feel good. Y'all got any uh, herbs for somebody who drink a lot of soda? That's a really good question. Um, I know, I know a guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know him very well. Um, it, if your biggest risk is being dehydrated because of it, then I would probably recommend just lots of water, but not too much, because you know that'll make you real sick too. It will deplete your sodium levels, so you got to be careful with your water intake. Um, I work with some herbs. Um, for the urinary system, for sure. But my recommendation would be stop drinking so much soda. I know it's hard. A lot of times the advice that we have to give people is really hard advice. You yeah, know? that guy's hard-headed. He's not going to stop doing yeah, that. He yeah. loves Marjorie Pepsi. Yeah. But I hear he runs a good podcast, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, and um, so about headaches. Mm-hmm. What about headaches? So... I know you mentioned, you said, you know, uh, 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 is herbalism is a lifestyle. Yeah. But if you have a headache, is mm-hmm. it something that they can come to you? And be, I'm not saying you're going to sure. fix the headache, but maybe you will. Mm-hmm. Herb-wise, they might not want to take Tylenol or they might, their body might reject ibuprofen or Motrin or whatever the, the, the medicine be. Um, yeah, I have stains for that as well. We and, do. And, and, and I'm just curious what that is because this is more education for me too. Yeah. So. Uh, we do have those things. And um, one thing, ibuprofen, like you were talking earlier about people who are like super anti-doctor and anti-medicine. Yeah. anti-medicine. And I used to be one of those people. I used to be just so against modern medicine because I had a really healthy fear of it. And I still have a healthy fear of it. There are some people that think that like it is everything, modern medicine. And then there's some people who think it is to never be used at any cost. 
Um, and so I had to find a delicate balance of being right in the middle of that. You know, my daughter had open heart surgery at three months old and she was on Lasix to drain all of that extra fluid out of her body. I don't know that I would have wanted to see if cleavers would have worked. Do gotcha. you know what I gotcha. mean? That like, makes sense. That makes thank sense. Thank you, doc, for this Lasix prescription. Um, <laughs> there truly is a time and a place for modern medicine, for chemicals. Um, but things like ibuprofen and Tylenol, they're not good for your liver, especially Tylenol. And I drink soda. And right? you drink soda. And you know what's, but I, I would worry more about up. your pancreas. Yeah, that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't need it right <laughs> now, too. I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm getting older, so you know. What's your favorite it, soda? Can I just ask? Well, I try Pepsi. Yeah, of course. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah interesting. I'll so drink Coke too. I, one I of my vices is uh, Mountain Dew. I do love a good, nice, crisp Mountain Dew. So I saw a documentary when I was a little younger, and everybody's teeth was broke. Oh. They had Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's garbage. It's literal yeah. garbage. All of it. So is Pepsi. Yeah, they was in the mountains working coal mines, and none of them had teeth. They all mm. like to work off house. I said, I can't do that. I had um, one woman present years ago who was chronically ill and she drank about a two liter a day of Mountain Dew. And I said, ma'am, I need you to not do that. And she said, that's just not possible. So it was a roadblock for us. Um, You know, we still work together and, you know, I tried to help the best I could. But sometimes lifestyle changes are scary. Hey, well, I trade Pepsi the lifestyle. Yeah. How much do you drink every day? I I just want to make you feel bad about it. So I don't drink I don't drink a two liter every day, but I have in the past. I have done that. I'm not. Gonna, I have That's done a it. A lot of soda. And I don't. I don't. Refri- I don't refrigerate it. I drink it. Do you drink any water at all? Yeah, I do drink water. Yeah, That's good. Water, yeah, That's yeah. really good. Um, I try to my what I try to do. I try to drink like a bottle in the morning, a bottle in the middle of the day, and a Very bottle cool. in the evening. But sometimes I don't get to the end. Then. I just drink. I know in the middle of the day I will. At the beginning of the day I start. And at work I I drink one. Cause I work out. I'll be working outside sometimes That's right. too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will do that. But and if I got a headache, I drink a lot of water. If I got a headache. Cause I feel like it's probably like I'm drinking too much soda. Yeah. But maybe I, next time I'm, I'm going sure to come is. see you. and. Yeah, um, but but again, you know, right before I recommend an herb, I am going to advise on at least three lifestyle changes, you know, that someone can make. And um, again, those things are hard, but it's kind of like I was a smoker for like 20 years and I got to a point where my throat was hurting all the time. And as an herbalist, I'm like, oh, what herbs am I going to take? And as an herbalist, I also was like, when are you going to quit smoking? Yeah, you, know? you said it earlier. You oh, said you could yeah. take the herb if you don't change oh, what you're yeah. doing. So eventually I did quit smoking. And that was a very spiritual thing for me. I could have hey, never on. done that on my own. I'm clapping now. You can't hear it. I'm clapping right now. Oh, you. very nice. For, thank for you. Uh, like, July will be one year since I quit smoking. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Um, and I don't deal with a sore throat. I don't deal with fatigue. I don't deal with feeling like I've been poisoned every day Look because I was poisoning myself you every day. Change your lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle changes are so important. Um, and you know, stress relief is important too. And I used to joke about that when I still was a smoker. I would tell people like, "Hey, listen." I'm a holistic health expert. I understand the importance of mind, body, and soul. This may not be great for my body, but it's really good for my mind and soul because when I'm stressed, I have a cigarette and it makes me feel better, you know? <laughs> so you can justify pretty much anything. Um, but now I have different methods of stress relief. I have learned the value of deep, deep breaths and walking away into another room sometimes is just worth its weight in gold. Um, and so, you know, you learn, you grow and you learn and you do better and you make better choices. You seem chill. Like, so I, I'm just, this is nothing to do with this. I'm just curious. Uh, what, what, what is something that could stress you out? I just feel like talking to you, right? You talking, you just yeah. seem like you don't get stressed out. Thank you. I really, um, I don't know if don't. you took Afghan before you came in here. Uh, not, but, sure. Yeah. I take adaptogens daily without a doubt. Gotcha. Um, the biggest trigger in my life is I have three kids, two of whom are five and four. 
Um, and so I get overstimulated really easily mm. at home. There is always, as because I own my own business, there's always like something going on in my mind work-related um, and a message that's coming in that I'm like, I want to answer that later, but I don't want to leave this person hanging. And then I have my beautiful little people who are the most important thing to me at my like, mommy, 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 mommy. So I get very overstimulated sometimes. And I used to like lose it on my kids. And I used to be like, hold on a second. And I got to a point where I just made a decision that I didn't want to break my children's spirit. Like I did not ever want to do something I couldn't come back from. And when they look at you with their little beautiful eyes and they just mean well and just want your attention, you, it, something drastically changed in my life around the time that I came to faith. But um, they pushed me to the point of not being chill every single day. <laughs> and I take a lot of deep breaths every single day of my life. And it allows me to be a better mother because they're still at an age where they don't they don't sense or pick up on the complete um, inauthenticity of my gentle. Yes, baby. You know, that comes after <laughs> a deep breath. I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose it. Yes, baby. All they heard was yes, baby. And it means the world to those kids. You know? Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm just curious now. Is, is it you have any urge for that? Somebody who got three kids. Or got a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think the daily adaptogens I take absolutely help with that. Um, but like we sell and, and I mean, to be honest, a lot of my stay at home mom, you know, clients and visitors, they are the big fans of the Delta edibles, you know, because they're mood enhancing. When you have the right dose of THC, you're not like stupid and high like you know I always think of like 16 year olds who get all baked and crack up and like can't even function like that's not how adults who enjoy edibles mm -hmm. act it's a mood enhancement that's it and it's just totally natural it's beautiful there's no side effects um and so you know I imagine a lot of my moms are, are my moms as in my visitors and my clients they are better moms for it you know it really helps chill them out um, but it's not just the edibles and the cannabis that helps with that. Um, you know, we have other things like L-theanine, which is actually just an amino acid. And that could be a conversation for another day about supplements. But it's an isolated amino acid that absolutely is calming to the nervous system. And it's so an it's it's an amino acid. It's a compound that is pulled from green tea, actually. Okay. Um, so that's a whole thing. But um, GABA is another supplement that we carry that helps. GABA. Take, Gaba, you ever heard of that? I heard it like Yo Gaba Gaba. No, that. that is okay. uh, totally different. Yo Gaba Gaba, he was cool, huh? For a little while, yeah, I just remember that. I thought maybe, you know, sometimes it'd be like these distinctions and you don't know until sure. 20 years later. Like, yeah. hey, that came from this. I didn't no, it did not come from that. Gotcha, no. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yo, gaba, gaba. That's funny. So, no, we do have different compounds that um, what you would be looking for, if you want to write this down, is a Nervine. N-E-R. Nervine. Nervines. Those are good for your nervous system, which is responsible for that whole like fight or flight response. Like I am going to, I am getting very, very emotionally disturbed right now. I'm hitting my peak. I'm about to hit fight or flight. I need to be calmed down. Your nervous system gets a little buzzy mm -hmm. and it needs to calm down. Um, and I also recommend chiropractic for people. Chiropractic care is very important. They tap into like parasympathetic systems, which is way deeper than I, again, beyond my understanding, the way that they like press on certain like pieces of your body and the cartilage. And it really affects when my kids get adjusted at the chiropractor, I get to watch the color of their faces like change. There's like this ebb and flow of change in their face because of what the chiropractor is doing mm -hmm. to their body. It's really cool. Um, but that is shown to help overall for sure with immune support, but also mood support. Mm -hmm. 
I had uh, I don't know if you even know about this, but I like to joke a lot. But it, it, it's a rapper named Big Sean. He said he went to the chiropractor one time. Okay. And he grew two inches. I don't know how true that is. It's just, I'm not. I'm not making a joke. This is something he said. He said he went there. He grew. Like I don't know. Once again, if I had to say if that was true or false, I would say true. Definitely. Yeah, he I, I don't know. That's I believe said. him. I still, Chiropractic care will straighten you out. It will. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we go to Cornerstone Chiropractic, which is fantastic because they're our neighbors right next door at work. We're in the okay. same plaza, and I'm like so spoiled. I live and work, and my kids go to school within a half a mile radius of my home. You so. never forgot. So, what street you want to forget? I'm sorry. West Martintown. West Martintown. Yeah. Oh, so you, okay. So, you, uh, all right. I'll be on Martintown Road, but I don't know. Yeah. West, okay. Okay. Next time you're on Martintown Road, you're going to look for a sign that says Herb Store. It's a white sign, and it hangs down low. Um, we're about two miles off of I 20. Oh, oh, okay. So you're further up. Okay, we're further, further up. up. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. In uh, in, in in South Carolina, you can't have your um sign too high. So yes, why is that? Why your sign low? No, ours is there because we share the building with our dentist upstairs, and so his sign already exists. But the city of North Augusta won't let us have an additional parcel, so we had to just hang on to his. There's a lot of weird rules in South Carolina. There's right? a lot yeah. of weird rules, and what's funny, especially North Augusta. Hey, listen. All I'm saying is they clearly do a good job at their job because when I moved into my store. I put a sign up on the front of my store. Within two hours, I had a call from the city of North Augusta. Someone had clearly, their job was to drive around and try and find signs. That's that, all they do. That's Wow, I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. They called me and said, pay up. You owe us money for that. I don't know the name of that road, but uh, if you go down Martintown Road, you can make a right. I guess it's being, being a Vista or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. long story short, you know, uh, I, I, I'm driving. And you know where Gary's at, so I'm, I'm up the street. I'm driving turn, and it's like the the guy, the cop was on the opposite side of the street going one way. I'm just turning to that same four way street to now. I'm going the other way. He spent around, pulled me up because I had a seatbelt on. Wow. I said, how did he see that from over there? You know, I before I lived in North Augusta, I used to get pulled over in North Augusta all the time, and it was when I Tell lived in Georgia. It. And I'm not saying I don't know if this is true, but someone recently told me it was because I had Georgia plates. They were like, ah, uh-huh. They didn't play. I thought because I was black. See, look at me. No, See? yeah. It's, it's no, probably the play. That makes sense. Listen, we can put racism behind us. We're going to. Um, I can't ever. I know it happens. And I can never live in a world where people treat others a certain way because they're black. And so I, I'm not ignorant. I know it exists. But in a situation like that, my heart would never allow me to think it was because you were, you know what I mean? My heart's like, it's because your tag says Georgia. But now, now I'm thinking that for real. I had tenant windows, so they couldn't really see me. Yeah. But I yeah. also got pulled over a lot of times. I'm talking like 20, maybe 20, 20, 24 times. I only got taken once. Wow. That's awesome. Was, see? But you know what? The one thing about North Augusta is, uh, it's typically, <laughs> it's the same people. But they they nice. They were never mean. They never sure. like bothered me. Yeah. Never did nothing to me. And see, they they were always mean to me. Oh, they were always mean to me. Mean to me. No, no, no. It was going, almost like going, get out of here, go back to your state. <laughs> I'm like Maybe. I'm just over the bridge, man. Like, you know. Yeah, because every time somebody like, hey, do you live here or not? Like, yeah, I just work over here. Yeah, you know, that's it. I don't I don't live here. I just work over here. But they 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 very territorial about if you don't yeah. live in South Carolina, don't change your plates. And you got thirty days. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that rule. You know, I heard yeah. that rule all the time. Oh so. yeah. Moving to South Carolina was the most biggest logistical nightmare I ever experienced. I wish sometimes I never did. I love North Augusta though. Being yeah, I home, do too. Yeah. Oh, it's such a. I worked in Aiken for a while. Aiken was a very weird place, but um, I, I, I liked it. It's just I don't know. It I just, never felt like I fit in in Aiken. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know I didn't. Thank God. Yeah. It, it, I'm not gonna talk bad about it no more. But yeah, Aiken was a rough. 
18 months of my life. Really? I, was like, I worked out there and it's just like, y'all can't, y'all can't operate like this. There's no yeah. way. You just know when you're like around a place that's not your people and not your place. You're like, I just don't, I'm gonna get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> it got to the point where I, yeah. I, I could talk to somebody and say, you're not from here, are you? Uh, I just knew. Yeah. But I'm not from here, how you know? I said, I'm not gonna say how I know, but I just knew you mm. wasn't from here. And then it's, I asked her, how long you lived here? I just knew you was from here. I could just tell. You just, you your birth here have to be. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 y'all got any urge for that? Y'all got any urge for like that? Make people like maybe think better, read better. Absolutely. Be so we um and and a lot of times my goal is when I work with certain herbs with people that it helps them become nicer humans. Because some people do come to me for help and they're really nice to me. But after just, you know, we have like one hour consultations. By the end of that, I recognize quickly in them that they're probably not the easiest person to love by those in their lives. Mm. Takes one to know one. I think I'm one of the hardest people to love. And anyone who is close to me would tell you that. Um, you know, I have my redeeming qualities, but um, some people I'm like, you could probably use a little bit of this to just calm you down and stop making you so quick, you know, quick and, and, and heated so quickly, you know. Um, and then we do have herbs for things that do make you smarter and, and things that do make, you, you know, ginkgo, um, was one of the studies I was going to reference. Um, you know, we see that working with dementia patients, slowing down the progress of these neurodegenerative diseases. So you have herbs that are adaptogenic where they affect the entire body. And then you indeed have herbs that affect just the brain, not just the brain, but their primary Primarily, action like is on word. the brain. Mm -hmm. how, how do you learn all these words? I'm just curious. You said a lot of big words. I ain't stopping every big word okay, you said. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, I like them. Though. I like them. Tells me that all the time. He's like, "Can you not use those big words?" Yeah, I mean, I like it because I, I do. I, I, I'm also, I also know that the way social media and the world works a lot of times. If you do use big words, people just automatically assume you're smart. Oh, that you're no, not. that's why I have these. Listen, I wear these sometimes so that people think I'm smart. That's why I have glasses. <laughs> I wear them seriously. They're not real. They're blue light blockers. But sometimes I just wear them so that people think I'm smart if I can't fool them with what I'm saying. But when I talk about herbal medicine, I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't need my glasses. Yeah. When you read, do you put them on? I wear these glasses way too often. All my friends make fun of me. Do you push it up with your index finger? Like when they fall down a little yes, bit? Yes, and I, I love I love these glasses. They make me, don't they make me look really smart? Yeah, you do. I, I feel like A plus right now. I love these glasses and, and I always have them on me. They're almost like a security blanket. Like if I really want to feel hyper-focused, like instead of taking an herb, I'm like, I'm just going to put these glasses on. Now, boom, all the answers come to me immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like superhero really like. Yeah, I like that. Kim Possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're an accessory and they make me feel smarter. But yeah, there's so many. There is an herb for everything. That's what we tell people. We're like, there is an herb for everything, but you don't get to use herbs as your magic fix-it pill. Gotcha. That's gotcha. not what we do with herbs. We work with herbs. They're our friends, and we take them regularly, and then they help us feel better, and then we give back. We plant more herbs and more trees, and, um, you know, that's a whole other conversation is harvesting and stuff. Well, well, in, your, in your opinion, uh, what would you say the difference is between uh, a herbalist, uh, um, that's the word, right? Yes. A herbalist, a herbalist uh, doing, whether it's selling CBD, selling herbs, selling the plant um, plants and, 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 and what you do versus someone who just opens up a CBD shop? Uh, good question. I'm going to be very cognizant how I answer this as to not, you know, um, a lot of times when you're dealing with people who have CBD stores, a lot of times you're dealing with business minded entrepreneurs who have a healthy respect for cannabinoids, but see CBD for exactly what it is, which is a very lucrative business. Mm. Um, the, Average retail markup 
on CBD is about 400 percent. Um, it's a it's a difficult business to be in when you're an honest person. And a friend of mine, Sarah, she owns the Humble Collective up in Michigan. She is a lovely woman, and I bought her products long before I even started working with herbal medicine. And so when I became friends with her, it was like the biggest like you know, celebrity crush come to real life ever because she didn't even know I existed, but I was, a, I bought her products. And then when I opened my own store, I started stocking her products at my store. So it's come full circle. And, um, we both, we have a great relationship and, um, she's greatly respected in the CBD field because she's been making CBD products for years before CBD even got cool. And she has never sold them for that regular retail price because she knows how big that markup is. Mm. Um, and like if we made CBD products, I'd have a fairer price as well, but I don't, I outsource my CBD products. So I have to sell them at retail. Um, and I have so much respect for my supplier. They're out of Charleston, but the bottom line is as a manufacturer, like even of Delta eight products, I can tell you that the markup is huge. So anybody who opened a store specifically for CBD, it's not that like, I think they're fake or anything or that they don't know their product. Sure they do. Um, but they probably didn't open it because their number one motive was to help the community with mm -hmm. plant medicine as much as there is a buzz buzzing type of plant medicine called CBD. We're going to go open a business and sell it. Um, you know, no differently than, you know, the toy store downtown. People love toys, so they opened, you know, the toy store. Um, <laughs> it's not that you would be dealing with somebody who doesn't know their stuff, but yeah. would I recommend working with an herbalist over a cashier at a CBD store? Absolutely. Okay. Find a local yeah. herb store, and that's where you're going to find, again, whether you're here in Augusta or anywhere else, like Peaceful Warrior Apothecary, she's, I don't know what road she's on, but she's in like Martinez. Um, New Life Natural Foods. They have their those people work in the field of herbalism. That's where you want to go to get recommendations and learn more about stuff like that. So it's really more so. It's not about like, and I like your answer because your answer wasn't don't go there. It was more so just like I mean it's fine. This is but this is why that, yeah. that's there and, and this is why we're here. Yeah, they they more expect you to pop in and out. Like you're gonna go in there, grab well, your CBD, and then leave. It, it, the, 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 the reality of it, reality, reality of it is that you're dealing with a herbalist versus a businessman. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's that's kind of a blessing and a curse because I don't know how to run a business to save my life, but I love plant medicine and I love people, so uh, I have survived this long. But yeah, people who own CBD stores generally went to business school, not herbalism school. And people like me usually went to herbalism school and not business school. Why, why you, you say that? You, you don't know how to run a business. Why, why you say that? Oh my gosh, I've been winging it since day one. I don't know. I just still, I hate being a business owner. Anyone who knows me will tell you that. Like, I always say that the only, it's true. The only reason I started this business was because there was no like full-time positions for herbalists. That, that wasn't really a thing. So I was like, well, I want to be an herbalist. So I might as well get busy starting a business with it. Gotcha. And it um, became successful because there's a need for it in the community. It's such a need. And I'm grateful to provide that service. It is a true blessing. Well, another blessing was, you know, you coming through and helping and, and, and talking to me. One thing uh, like that I like to do is even if I post something and I joke a lot. So if I post something, most of the time I'm just joking. I'm not taking it seriously. But when I feel like taking this serious, I also want to educate myself and people that, that I know follow the podcast. So when I did make a post about the ashwagandha and stuff and uh, people were saying that their grandma and their grandma and grandma was giving it to them back in 87 or whatever, um, I was like, okay, well, let me learn about it, you know, a little more. But I know now talking to you that I wasn't uh, 
I wasn't just uh, going on a tangent. That was a real thing. Oh, it just yeah. happened to get popular out of nowhere for whatever reason. Yeah. It must be, and it could have been TikTok. Like I said, we live in that society, a microwave society right now where uh, one TikTok, which is a seven second or 10 second, 30 second video, it'll make something just go crazy. Exactly. You know, with the right amount of shares and stuff like that. So uh, we got uh, Aswaganda. You got uh, Rhodiola. Rhodiola. Uh, St. John's Wort. I know it's just, a, just, I'm just naming Hodge titles. Hodgepodge of the Herbs. Come on, keep that's, them coming. That's not a, 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 a but St. John's Wort isn't a, a, a adaptogen. Not an adaptogen. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm about to say cinnabons. Uh, cannabinoids. <laughs> cannabinoids. 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 So, or cannabinoids. I mean, you were right. Some people call them that. Cannabinoids. Those are compounds found within cannabis. Gotcha. So that's not a plant. Cannabinoids is not a plant. It's a compound. It, it, it's a chemical compound. If I see organic or all natural, I should question it. It's a buzzword. It's a buzzword. Don't yeah. put too much weight into it. Yeah, yeah. It's America. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, propri- oh, what was this word? Something blend. What was that Proprietary. word? Proprietary. Proprietary. Yeah. Proprietary blend. That just means you made it yourself. That just means that's their recipe. It Everyone has. Every blend is a proprietary blend. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but it sounds pretty. So sometimes we put it on labels. And you're a herbalist. I am an herbalist. I got notes. I just run a legal pot. I just run on a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love stuff. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. TikTok. Okay. Urban of the month. All right. It's the last question for us. Yeah. All right. Urban of the month. You said you do that. What is your urban of the month now? Hmm. I don't know that I necessarily choose one on the first of every month. What have I been working with mainly lately that's kind of new for me to be focused on would be my question over the last month. Either going to be Yerba Santa. It's a Christmas plant. No, it's not a Christmas. No, it's so funny. Write down Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I. That's one of my favorites. Um, and that one smells like Christmas. I love Tulsi. Doesn't it smell like Christmas? Um, Yerba Santa or, you know, I've been working a lot with turmeric lately. I've definitely dived harder into turmeric in the last month than I have ever before. What do they do? turmeric. Okay, so turmeric is really anti-inflammatory. But I'm glad it's getting brought up because it's going back to that whole, like, herb of the like popular herbs like ashwagandha suddenly got popular and then rhodiola turmeric and elderberry had its time too um turmeric is just a really popular herb that sometimes people think it's the only herb that has medicinal value um turmeric is super anti-inflammatory indeed but what does that mean i know you said anti-inflammatory so think about if your body is like on fire right Mm -hmm. so some people suffer from like fibromyalgia and i got a a fever or something like that no, not a fever. Okay. No. So think like um, if I bang, I said fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia. If I bang my elbow on the wall, right? Like it's going to start pulsating mm-hmm. and it's going to be right. I imagine it as a color, like okay. bright red inside, which is what fibromyalgia is. Is where like their whole bodies are lit up with inflammation. It's very sad. Um, but they are just always in pain. Turmeric indeed calms down inflammation. Okay. It goes into your body, not like an adaptogen, but it goes to the specific points of inflammation and just cools it down, cools it down. So it's a very popular herb for that. But what I want people to understand is that it's not the only herb for anti-inflammatory properties. In fact, I don't know any herb that does not help a little bit with inflammation. Um, herbs by nature are anti-inflammatory and antibacterial because they have to be to thrive in the wild mm-hmm. because they're constantly under attack. Plants, you. you know, the way that they can thrive, like the way you see little dandelions like growing up in concrete is because it has very strong <laughs> medicinal properties so that it can survive all of that abuse, you know. So but turmeric is a very popular anti-inflammatory. We work with it alongside black pepper. 
Um, and I have it with some white willow bark, which is the painkiller, the aspirin that we were talking white about. White willow bark, yeah. Yep. And so those work really well together for pain. The OG. The OG. The OG, OG aspirin. aspirin. There we go. All right. Uh, this is the last one. I promise you. For okay. How? Because I had, and I don't, I don't think it wasn't you, but I, I, I was at work, and a lady was got on a tangent, just just talking to me. I don't know what happened. I forgot. She was talking to me, and she was like, "Yeah, cause don't." Don't don't let your kids get the uh, COVID vaccine. Da da. You can use herbs. Da da. How did you deal with uh, COVID being a herbalist? Oh, um, were you already a herbalist at, at that point? I was an herbalist when COVID hit, um, and my business boomed because um, people with anti doctor and anti or anti doctor vaccine. Yep. Um, I will say this. And again, you ask these really tough questions. I'm sorry. I have to be very careful on how I yeah. word these things. Um, we don't get vaccinated in my family. No one in my family receives vaccines of any kind. Okay. So I will say that on the record for sure. Um, vaccines are inherently dangerous. Okay. Vaccines serve a purpose. Provided the consumer is fully informed of the risks, I have no concern with vaccines. The problem is we as a country, and there was a global effort not long ago, except for some countries that didn't push vaccines that have very low death rates. It's very interesting. Um, but we, especially here in America, got to a point where we were fed this lie that the only way to stay healthy through that pandemic was to get vaccinated. Mm. And there were a lot of lives lost because of that lie. Mm. That is all I'm going to say about that. I don't feel comfortable saying anything else. No, I I, I respect <laughs> it. It's, it's, I'm not saying COVID is over, but for the most part, is I mean, I guess we've put it some some kind of hold on it. I heard I haven't heard my head COVID in a long time now, mm. but it is you know that's that's that's, that's strange in itself. But I yeah, <laughs> it's weird. The flu all but disappeared yeah. when COVID came. Wasn't that strange? I think to me it, it was one of them things where uh the it the your side of the fence depending on what you what you had going on during that time. Me working in retail during that time. Um, the way I worked that, uh, we never seen that amount of money come through the stores like that. We went from it was times we would do a million in a week, but you knew what we you knew what week you was up against that million. You get like one or two through the summer. I went when that happened, we made a million from like March up until like December. Wow. Now it's like you make a million every week on a, on a it's a regular mm -hmm. thing now. Mm -hmm. I remember like you do a million dollar week chance and it's like every week was a million, 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 million. I mean almost two. Not not like one point one to my yeah. one point Seven, one point eight. Mind you, we were closing early because they had the, they had the, the 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 curfew and stuff. Yeah. So my my, what I thought of the 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 whole COVID thing, I wasn't thinking from the medicine standpoint or herb standpoint. I was like, I'm getting paid a lot of money now. You know, what I'm saying I didn't catch it until the very very end. And eh, how'd you well. fare? Oh, I, I survived. Yeah. Okay. Was <laughs> it rough on you though? No, I think I had it one time. Okay. When when we when they kept calling the corona. Yeah. And I was joking. I was podcasting at the time and I was uh, editing. I'm sorry, producing. And I remember falling asleep. I never sleep like that. But I fell asleep as I was producing. They were like, man, you're right, you're right. Wow. My body that day is just like, I don't know. I never felt that weak ever. Wow. And then I, I finally got, I, I felt good and I didn't get my strength back for another two weeks, it seemed like. But I didn't know what COVID was at the time. Yeah. So then when I really got, when I got it, got it like uh, in 2021 or something like that. I mean, at the time they say you take 14 days off, you come back, whatever, whether the test is positive or not when you're done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I had a, I had a blast in 14 days. <laughs> I never had a, a real vacation ever wow. since the whole time working where I work until last year. And that was like my first ever time where 
I miss my kids because they couldn't be around me. Mm-hmm. Right. I miss them. But at the same time, I never had them two weeks and not ever being around them. So like I really was just by myself yeah. for two weeks, just watching movies. I mean, I really can't. I could not complain yeah. about that. Yeah. I, I honestly wish they gave me three weeks. Yeah. At the very least, that's what a lot of people did get out of it was just paid vacation. Oh, time. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm in management now, so I, I know that. I was yeah. like, people just. And milk it my job sure. now they say you can't get the, you can't yeah. get the COVID pain no yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> so the last week, everybody said they had COVID. Yeah. So it's like that, man. But um, this was a dope conversation. Though. I appreciate every, yes. every part of it. Thank I, you I learned for a lot. Me. I think Good. it's informative. I know when I put this out, I'm putting the audio out tonight, so I'll see you okay. the audio soon to come out. Um, but I know when I put the visual out and, and stuff, I know I'm gonna get a, a positive, amount, a great amount of feedback because there are people that have inquiries and a lot of questions I ask was mainly because I know people got inquiries, but then also. The people that are anti whatever, even people that are anti herbs, they think even though herbs and everything. Tell them come see me. I'm gonna tell them come see you. That's why I kept telling you. North Augusta. Where where we at again? West Martintown Road. West Martintown Road, and I love nothing more than a naysayer. Tell them come on. I love a good challenge, and I just herbal medicine is such a beautiful life that it gives you uh, real true preventative wellness. And so anybody who if there's any piece of someone that thinks it's not real or thinks it doesn't work, tell them to come see me. And I will not give them a magic herb that's going to change their life, but I will spend as much time as they want letting them pick my brain. And by the time they leave, they will definitely uh, think differently about herbal medicine. Hey, there we go, man. Look, this was dope. I appreciate you stopping by. Thank uh, you. Masters Podcast, we out. That was good. Yay. That was great. If it's possible to do the dirt weed thing, it, like remove.